Welcome to TribCast, the flagship podcast of the Lacrosse Tribune. I'm digital news editor Scott Rada. We're joined, as always, by Elizabeth Beyer. And today we are joined uh, by Tribune reporter Besma Almer. And in studio with us here is Wally Alegbede and Sophia Nugvi. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Um, Wally, of course, is a founding member of the Lacrosse Interface Shoulder to Shoulder Network. And Sophia, you are uh, live here in Lacrosse and working on a degree toward uh, in social work. And back on February six, here you discovered some racist graffiti on a business here in Lacrosse. Yeah, so I've been here for a little over a year, and like there are like little microaggressions that you do see, but I've never seen something so prominent and something so like visible to the community. So it took me aback, and also like you see the N word more often, but having the word sand in front of it was very is very directed, especially right now where politics are going. So at first I, I didn't think I read read it correctly. So then I turned around and went back to look at it and I parked. And then just to sort of unpack this again, you yeah. uh, notified the the mm-hmm. owner of Bullet Cab, which is yeah. a, a fairly long time business here in, in Lacrosse. Yeah. And um, and then got the police involved right away. Um, what what was and, and and do you do you have a sense of what the reaction was uh, from the from local police initially when you reported this? So I actually didn't call the police. Uh, the Linda called the police. So the general manager of the cab business contacted the police, and um, and maybe you, do you have a sense of what kind of reaction she received once uh, authorities got involved? Well, I'm not going to speculate what Linda her. Uh, Interaction with the police, I can tell you, uh, you know, all right, my interaction sure. with the police. Basically, you know, when I got involved was uh, we heard about the incident that happened, and we keep saying it's a racist, uh, you know, we keep using racism, but it's more than that. It's it's racist, it's also Islamophobic, you know, mm-hmm. so just a, a point of that, because if it was just the N-word, mm-hmm. then that would be racist, but when you use the sand N-word, then it's actually, you know, it's racism and Islamophobia. Um but what we d- did, you know, from shoulder to shoulder, and and me uh, specifically, was really just writing a response. Cause yes, there are all these microaggressions that that happen. I mean, I've lived in Lacrosse for for twenty years now, I think, and so this is the longest place I've lived. This Lacrosse is home to me, and uh, Lacrosse has a lot of good people. Um, but you know, we 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 hear of stories of this happening more but this was really blatant so a a statement had to come out and so what i did was really as an american muslim you know from nigeria you know i had to write a strong statement from the heart you know and uh also making sure that you know our lacrosse interface shoulder to shoulder group we got our message out um and and basically this is also you know a black uh history month Mm -hmm. right uh, the month is not over. It's just started, and, and you're seeing things like this. Um, so, so we wrote the statement, um, and we, you know, I asked for the mayor of Lacrosse to have a statement from the mayor of Lacrosse, and also the Lacrosse police, because it's really important for for these kinds of crime. And this is a hate crime. If you look at FBI's definition, it's it's a hate crime. So there should be no debate about that. Um, and so I was hoping for us to have a strong response from the mayor, and 
you know, and, and we did, you know, like uh, shortly after two days, you know, we had a strong response from the mayor. And there was a lot of emails and back channels uh, working with the lacrosse police. And I was really pleased when they came out with a really strong statement, basically saying that uh, they're going to prosecute this. First of all, they, they did acknowledge it's a hate crime. But then, you know, for these kinds of crimes, they're going to actually prosecute to the fullest extent of Wisconsin law. And, and the whole goal about that is, look, lacrosse takes this seriously. So we were really happy with, about that. And then we have also worked uh, with uh, area groups like uh, is it, uh, Surge. I think it's uh, showing up for racial justice. And then the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, uh, the Islamophobia Working Group. And so, do, so it's yes, shoulder-to-shoulder, uh, shoulder, the lacrosse interface, shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. We sort of uh, spearheaded and brought at least more attention to this. There are two things that I actually would like to ask. And, you know, here I'm, I'm going to act as a, a devil's advocate. Sure. So it seems like when you talk about support from the police, you almost sound surprised or, in a way, relieved. Did you? Well, yeah, it's uh, no, absolutely relieved, for sure. Uh, because what would the statement be if the police didn't come out with a strong statement? Then I'd be extremely worried because now we're saying to society, you know, wink, wink, we don't really care. And, and so so we needed a strong statement, and, and, and the police absolutely came out with a strong statement. So, so yes, I was relieved because otherwise then that actually puts lacrosse in more uh, turmoil. Uh, so, so yes. Like with our group, we've also been working with the police for a long time. Like we two years ago, we had our first uh, Ramadan. You know, we had the police, lacrosse police. We had on Alaska police. We had the mayors. And, and, and uh, so we're, we're, we're trying to build that, that, that relationship with the lacrosse community and, and the law enforcement. So absolutely uh, relieved because I was looking at it strategically. You know, if that statement did not come out, that would have been uh, really bad for lacrosse. So, Can I, can I push yep. on that a yeah, little sure. more? There was a chance in your mind, perhaps, and you can clarify yep. this, that maybe... A, a strong a statement that was given wouldn't be given. Yes, I, I don't assume anything. In my experience professionally and just uh, from my background, you know, when you start to assume what people are going to do, you know, I've been pretty disappointed <laughs> in some in some instances. So it was really this, we're going to work with our police and, and if we don't get a great, uh, a great response or an appropriate response, then we'll, we'll, we'll take some other, uh, other steps. And we didn't have to do that. So that's great news. But in terms of, in terms of, was there a chance? There, there's always a chance, but I'm glad that that didn't happen because that, that sends a, a, a good message that, hey, we take this seriously on lacrosse. So speaking of police, I know that you, uh, Sophia, went through something of your own uh, directly. Mm -hmm. Could you explain what exactly happened? Yeah, so um, this past Monday I was at the post office and there were, some, there were two men standing behind me and they were saying some pretty awful racially, just bigoted comments. And they said something about, it was more about immigrants than it was Muslims directly, but how um, immigrants are turning the country into the third world country and that even if the born in America policy shouldn't exist, that even if you're born here, you shouldn't be considered an American citizen, that your parents and their parents' parents have to be born here for you mm -hmm. to be a citizen. Yeah, I laughed. Yeah, how, how far do you want to go back? I know. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, 
I know there are a lot of people who would say, oh, you should have stayed quiet. You shouldn't have interjected in that conversation. But I was very hurt by that because I am a child of immigrants and I'm also a Muslim. So I told them, you know, I was very direct. I was like, I was born in this country, but my parents are immigrants. Does that mean I'm not an American citizen? And they said, well, yeah, p- people like you are who we want to be thrown out of the country. And then I said, um, and it was a very heated conversation. I, I'm calm now, but at that point I was very upset and they were very angry and laughing and it wasn't the safest place to be and then I went on to say but what about your parents and their parents parents and they were like oh it doesn't matter about us like we're American it's like like you who we want thrown out you're the ones who are ruining the country and then I left the conversation did anybody um interject at that point to help no. you out see that's that's where I was most hurt because I do know people like this exist in this country like you see it on the media all the time in the news so it, I wasn't so shocked about them I was more shocked that my perspective of lacrosse was that it's a very inclusive place it's not very diverse but it's inclusive and I was hoping that at least even if not the people who were at the post office the customers but the people who work there would have interjected not to like tell them to stop talking but at least like ask me are you okay or make eye contact with me and no one did they, yeah. they should have also they interjected sh- to say stop talking you know yeah. we need to get over just being polite or, yeah. or, or yeah. Uh, midwest nice or whatever yeah. you know people need to speak up and like, you know and and absolutely you should you know sorry that you had to go through that but you shouldn't have to have gone through that you know the community has to speak up when they mm-hmm. see things like that so it's, it's not on you, you know, so. I think there's this, like, passive racism that exists and that, you know, it's really easy to go to these type of rallies, to go and support for them because then you're not being attacked also. But when you're in a situation where a minority is being attacked, it's a lot harder to stand up because it's scary. But, like, what that minority is experiencing is a lot scarier than what you think you might be experiencing so really, no. like, please stand up. And, yeah. and, and, I'll, and I'll say this, too. So, like, uh, I, I, I really believe that deep in people's heart, they know what's right and wrong. Yeah. So when people saw you experiencing that, their initial reaction was they wanted to speak up. But then something told them, don't speak up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cause a scene. Your mm-hmm. initial reaction, do it. Speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait for, you know, two seconds. You know, tell people to knock it off. That's how we're going to actually start, you know, uh, mm-hmm. making sure that we have a, a more, you know, inclusive, more safer uh, uh, environment. But when we stop talking, you know, or you say, you know, I don't want to cause a scene or I don't really know all those details, you know, we, we need to speak up. Yeah. I mean, we need to be respectful and polite, but we need to be direct as well. So the reason I bring this story up, not just yeah. because, I mean, co- I mean, coincidentally, the same person who alerted um, the the company that a uh, horrible racial slur was on their uh, business happened to encounter, not even a week later, some form of discrimination. Would you guys call this discrimination or outright racism? And what yeah, is the difference? I don't know. I don't know about if it's... Uh... I don't think it's discrimination. I mean, I'm not an expert, but definitely there is a racist sentiment, you know, at, you know, at the very least, you know. But but this is not new. This is not new in lacrosse. I mean, jeez, uh, was that ten years ago or twelve years ago? I mean, I was going into uh, a business and I was just talking to my mom. You know, I was speaking a different language, 
my wife was shopping for shoes. There, you know, the cashier or whatever was just following me around. <laughs> and it was so obvious. I'm like, okay, you know, can I help you? And basically, it was like, I want to know what you're doing on your phone. I've never mm-hmm. heard that. I know it, it sounds kind of weird, yeah. doesn't it? It sounds like, hey, this person's making this stuff up. It's like, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Even if I'm taking pictures of the price, you know. So, so there are. So this is just one episode, and I talked to, I called the uh, the company because I was like, hey, we need to. This is just you know crap, basically. So there are all these. We all have our individual stories, you know, about situations like this. So this stuff is not new, but what was. You know, new last weekend is, you know, blatantly blast putting it out there. So, yeah, I, I would be curious, you know, not to go back to the post office thing, mm-hmm. but, you know, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, why you think people in your position should speak out. Mm-hmm. What advice would either of you give if I'm the person next in line at the post office? I sympathize with you, but I'm not sure what to say. I mean, is, is the, do you have advice for someone who wants to show their compassion in that situation but isn't necessar- necessarily sure the best way to do it? So I think more than anything, what I was looking for was not someone to stand up for me. Just ask me if I'm okay. Like, I'm crying there. there I'm like a small five-foot girl, and these two like older, like tall white men are like standing like I can feel their breath on my face. And, like, I I don't need someone to come and, like, fight for me. I just want someone to make eye contact with me. Like, show me that you care. Like, just, like, apathy isn't doing anything anymore. Every single time a a microaggression like this happens and it's reported to the police, there are a lot of things happening in the city of La Crosse, and police need to address that, too. Can they really address issues like that? All the time? Poli- no, the, the, the police can't solve this. This is not yeah. a police issue. This is a community issue. The police, they have a critical role to play. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, community leaders, mayors, uh, council members, religious uh, faith leaders, they have a role to play. Because, yes, absolutely, the, the police, they can't, you know, microaggression, what are you going to do? But the community can absolutely stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, what the police can do is, you know, responding, you know, appropriately like they did. Uh, so it's really, you know, they, they're, the police is a critical uh, point, uh, but then community members have to speak up too. Did yeah. you feel like the police supported you? And do yeah. you have a different opinion maybe than Wally on this? So the main reason I went to the police was because it was about five days after the graffiti. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted... I hadn't seen much of in the news other than that one article that you had posted about about the graffiti and it was just like to me it was like all this all these horrible things are happening right now at the same time and I wanted the police to know that the graffiti wasn't just one incident that things like this are happening and I don't have a like I don't have much of a relationship with the police here I haven't even been in lacrosse for that long so I don't know what they've done to help the community but I just think it's important for law enforcement to know about these type of situations and acknowledge that it's wrong because if they don't hear about it, they're the people who are enforcing these things. And like, I, I just want them to take it seriously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, community community policing is uh, when you start to meet local people. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a there's strength there. It, it's safer for police. It's safer for the community. You get to know folks. You know, and, and so they need to do a lot more of that. And uh, 
but I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I'm sure there's, you know, this is just one incident. Like, you know, like my whole uh, famous footwear is one incident. There, there are tons of incidents like this. So, you know, so police can't handle all of this. But I'm not giving police just a free pass. Absolutely not. <laughs> if the response was not appropriate, then, then, you know, the community, we have to hold people accountable. We have to hold ourselves accountable, but everybody else. So at least for me, that's my message. And, and you know, it's... We just have to, you know, live up to those American uh, values, because uh, we are not. You know, we need to live up to our religious values, you know. And even if you're you're not a member of any faith, you know, but your brothers keepers, you know, we, we we don't do that, you know, we don't. Uh, if we were actually doing our brothers keeper, somebody would have actually mm-hmm. stood up and said, "Hey, are you okay?" Uh, and, and so, uh, so we still have a lot of work to do, but. But I think it's really uh, within our grasp. We've, we've talked a little bit about, you know, sort of the official reaction to what yeah. happened at the cab company. But there's also been a fairly uh, broad community reaction. Um, can you talk, you know, either of you about what kind of response you've received just sort of organically from the community and some of the, and what happened earlier today? We're taping this uh, late Friday morning. What happened over at the business today. I'm a temporary resident of La Crosse, which is why like, I don't experience as much, you know, as much of these issues as people who've lived here for longer. So I just moved here a year ago, and then I'm moving away in three years because I'm part of the hospital resident community. So all of the people that I interact with are people who are also not from La Crosse. So when they found out about this, they automatically reached out, got calls, people came over, and they were like, what can we do? Can, there's a, we should make an action plan, we should think of a protest but then we heard of the rally and like those are just the people that I I interact with so my experience is probably very different than someone who's lived in lacrosse for a long time so um so I'll speak from a a shoulder to shoulder a lacrosse interface shoulder to shoulder uh, network uh, observation so immediately after this you know we wrote a statement condemning this and asking the community and leaders to, to respond um and then online, you know, we got a lot of support from local people saying, hey, we don't agree with this. This is not who we are. The response overwhelmingly, you know, within the local community seemed positive. Um, I also did definitely see a lot of online comments saying, no, this didn't happen. The owner must have uh, was seeking attention. It's a lot of really crazy okay. crap. I think it's just misinformation. You're trying to misinform people that it didn't really happen. And, and that is also dangerous. Um, well, and I would argue in some cases is to change the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To did it happen? Not not to how we react to this, but to did, change the reaction. Did it happen? And no, that just changes the whole narrative. No, no, I, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. So it's it's, it's a, I mean it's a strategic uh, ploy, and, and so we, we weren't having that. You know, it did happen. Um, so so there was that reaction, but then from the local, at least you know within my circles. Uh, we've had overwhelming support. You know, we had uh, Surge. Uh, they immediately reached out once they heard what we were doing. Uh, Islamophobia Working Group uh, at the university reached out. You know, I wrote uh, emails to reach out to the mayor and great uh, response, you know, and he issued statements. And, and then the police, you know, um, I was in touch with uh, uh, Chief uh, uh, Ron Fisher, uh, Tischer. And he was also uh, 
uh, responsive, but I wanted the official statement to, to come out. And, and so, yes, there was a holding of the breath until that came out, and, and it had to be strong. So, uh, But just people generally were just uh, really concerned about what happened. Um, so today, obviously, everything culminated, and then we, you know, we decided to have a rally, you know, at that exact same location where, where the incident, where the, the hate crime occurred, the hate and Islamophobic and racist crime occurred, to bring some sort of closure just to that really uh, specific incident. Yesterday, I, I had the opportunity, you gave me the opportunity to kind of sit on, in on one of your meetings with yeah. the shoulder to shoulder, and I heard something interesting. Uh, the sentiment of the individual who spray-painted this racist graffiti, you said this person may feel like an outsider. They might have their own problems, and it didn't seem like you had... And I don't think this is, I mean, yeah. th this is your perspective, and you can correct me if I'm sure. wrong. You wanted to open up your arms and say, come talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Wh wh where yeah. is that coming yeah. from? Yeah, so first of all, you know, our group is really diverse. <laughs> we, we have Muslims, we have uh, pastors, we have nuns, we have, you know, 20-year-olds, we have 90-year-olds. So it's a diverse group, and, uh, you know... I can't remember the exact uh, sentiment, but, you know, we were trying to, at least some members were trying to figure out, okay, uh, just going into the psyche, and I'm like, well, for me, I can't go into the psyche of anybody, <laughs> right? You're just not going to win in that battle. But ultimately, and we all agreed on this, is that, I mean, our mission is this. We want to, uh, want to make sure that uh, there's no xenophobia. We want to combat Islamophobia, and we want to make sure that lacrosse, the Cooley region, is really tolerant. And, uh, and inclusive with peace, freedom. And, and basically, whoever this person is, they're still part of our community. You know, so you did something wrong, you know, own up to it. But regardless, we're one community, we're one family. You know, so it's, you, they are part of us. And, and, and so that was, you know, the, the, the message we were trying to, to say at the very end of, of my speech is really, look, we are, you know, we're, we're one family, we're one community, and, and uh, even the person that committed this. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to be held accountable, but, but look, this is a, yes, it was a serious crime, but it's not the end of the world. And, 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 they, and not to put words in your mouth, yeah. but you, you strongly dislike this person's actions. Absolutely. You don't necessarily strongly dislike this person. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. You know, it's never about the individual. It's always about the systems and 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 uh, the the result. You know, so it's not about the individual. And whether you know, and that's why I don't like to speculate. Was the person uh, joking around, kidding around? I don't know. I don't care. Mm -hmm. It, but it, but a hate crime did occur. And the more we actually talk to people, and you have these difficult conversations at home, then you can actually stop uh, these kinds of incidents uh, occurring. Well, I, I thank you for starting that conversation here with us today and taking time out um, to join us for TribCast. No, thank you. Thank you for all you guys do. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.